bring in John Snare, managing partner of Bordeaux Wealth Advisors. Uh, John, if you will flatter me for a sec, as an investor, does this type of stuff happening in the crypto world uh, remove it as an option for folks trying to find something to work in a market where inflation has hit everything? Because a lot of people have pitched this as an inflation hedge. Yeah. Well, it, it seems to us that, that Bitcoin definitely hasn't worked as an inflation hedge this year. And as a firm, we do very little uh, crypto investing so far. We we have some venture capital and private equity funds that have a little bit of exposure, but just not much direct investing in Bitcoin or other cryptos. As we see the market right now punishing companies uh, and uh, other asset classes like crypto that don't make money. That's the thing is interesting is actually if the Dow's doing pretty well, even the small caps are doing pretty well, but we're getting huge moves in stocks on, on days like today, even in an okay market. Uh, companies disappoint on earnings like Take-Two, it's down 14%. Lyft, down big. We had blowups in Redfin, Carvana yesterday. What is this uh, separation of wheat from chaff that we're we're going through? Well, I mean, I think the market is uh, very concerned that there that will be heading into a recession next year. And any indication that individual companies are starting to have shortfalls in earnings, especially ones that had really high valuations the last few years when interest rates were zero, you know, higher interest rates are, are compressing multiples. And then when you see any kind of downturn, or, or shortfall in earnings, those the stocks are just getting punished. So uh, how do you avoid those minefields? Is there any way to do it right now reliably? Uh, you know, we, we tend to be more like endowment investors. We don't we don't spend a lot of time picking individual stocks. We tend to be pretty passive in, in public equities. And I think the, one of the best parts about index investing, passive investing is I mean, there's all kinds of advantages from, from tax efficiency and low cost, but it does also help you avoid having big exposure to, to one or two stocks that, that get blown up and, and when the market turns and all of a sudden they have a shortfall in earnings. How much of this is responsible for the, uh, is the Fed responsible for? Would we be getting these types of blowups if uh, rates were still a lot lower? Well, I think that they, the, the Fed has a big part of it. And, and we were just talking internally the other day about, you know, the old cliche about don't fight the Fed. And it's a cliche for a reason. Um, you know, six months ago, when rates were significantly lower, people were were able to look at future earnings and discounted a lower rate and be more, more willing to hold on to those growth stocks that didn't have any earnings. And now, Rates are much higher, uh, discounting future earnings at a much higher rate, and also the the probability or the chances that this increase in interest rates are, are, is going to cause a recession next year. What are the odds of that, you think? Uh, are they pretty high right now? I, I mean, I think our base case scenario is that there'll be some sort of a recession next year. I, I have a really hard time putting a probability of 50% or 60% or 40%, but uh, it would be kind of unprecedented with the Fed raising interest rates to the degree that they have this year and not have it uh, cause a, a you know a fairly significant slowdown in the market in the, or in the economy. So what could be uncorrelated to uh, the broad market? Because it seems like stocks and bonds obviously have been correlated. We can blame the Fed for that. 
all of the tech sector basically or generally companies that don't make money are all doing the same thing kind of regardless what sector they're in do we have to own like a potash stock or a, you know a fertilizer maker to do well in this market that's not very fun no i think that as i said we take an endowment approach and we do look for alternative investments yeah, that are going it. to be uncorrelated or, or have a low correlation with both stock and bond markets and and those things are out there um you know unfortunately for some retail investors you have to be an accredited investor to invest in some of these but private debt and private real estate that are not publicly traded those you know those are good opportunities to take advantage of things that are have a lower correlation they're not exposed to you know the the day-to-day -day volatility that you see in like public REITs. Um, mm. Private debt's probably gonna have some opportunities next year with more distressed opportunities out there. And then we look at things like life settlement funds that buy life insurance policies or royal, music royalty funds that are have absolutely no correlation to stock market that are, are really good options. And you know, you see these statistics that the 60-40, traditional 60-40 portfolio this year having its worst year in something like 50 years and so we have we have very much over the last several years been more of a, a 60 20 20 or even even more in alternatives than 20 percent to to get away really in particular from fixed income because it was so unattractive for so long because rates were just you know basically zero in all kinds of sectors Okay, so having to really think outside the box here, I like those uh, specific examples. Uh, John, one other thing that's on your mind uh, uh, in the way you think about investing is taking advantage of uh, uh, you know bad situations, and for some of that, you can uh, look at losses that you've incurred in a portfolio as we get towards the end of the year. What's the advice you're giving clients on how to work uh, their portfolio into taxes in a big bear market like this? Well, you know, nobody gets excited about ta taking tax losses, but it does create a, a, a tax asset for you, selling things that, are, that have gone down in value this year, harvesting those capital losses, and either using those to offset gains, or if you don't have enough this year, you can use that to carry forward. And, you know, you think back to those of us that were in the business in 07, 08, and even in the, the tech bubble, People would bankroll those tax loss heart, those tax losses, and and be able to use them for several years in the future, which is you know a big advantage. Um, we also like from an estate tax planning perspective, you can gift assets now that are at a lower value than they were a year ago, uh, with the you know expectation or the hope that they they will come back in value, um, and you know just taking advantage of a of a bad situation is the, the best the best degree that you can from a from a tax planning perspective. Okay. All right. It may not be the most exciting stuff, but it's useful and helpful uh, here as we close out the end of the year. John, thank you very much. Appreciate the insight and the advice. Thanks, Oliver. You got it. John Snare, managing partner of Bordeaux Wealth Advisors, trying to find uncorrelated assets in private markets, careful of thinking simple publicly traded themes like REITs will do it. Thanks, John Cucombo.